welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. And welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 162, Hyde. I didn't know how to say Hyde, so I said it like that. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we try to bring two grotesque monsters back together is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hyde. How's it going? There we go. Nice. That was good. <laughs> I like that. Um, it's 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 going well over here. Um, good. We're in we're in Pincroft Manor. This is oh, the yes. This is the first episode of uh, Podcastica recorded uh, in Lauren and I's new apartment. Um, we are we officially live in the Valley now. Whatever that means. Um, uh, I thought you guys were already in a valley like the whole la basin is a giant valley isn't it right it is but this is officially the valley we used to live in mid-city but this is oh. what people call the valley so is this the valley of like valley girl fame i have no like idea valley i would assume so <sighs> doesn't really seem like it anymore but i guess that's uh that's what's happening i guess fair we fair. are very close to north hollywood okay but apparently North Hollywood shunned uh, the the area I live in, and now we are a part of uh, not North Hollywood. <laughs> well, that I, seems like a very Hollywood thing to do. Yes, I, I'm not really sure what happened. I was just told we are not part of North Hollywood, and I went, okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we are all moved in, um, still have some setting up to do, still have some um, Doctor Who memorabilia to frame and hang um very excited we're we're you know still kind of working out the kinks of everything here still need to oh, get sure, sure. yeah still need to get some uh in our office which will also be our guest room we're just uh we're thinking we're gonna get like a um a sleeping sofa um mm -hmm. and then you know i think we'll be good and then people can just come on down and visit right on but yeah it's um it's really nice uh everyone in the uh, in the apartment complex is super cool and yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna be here for a while, so that's that makes us very happy. Well, good, yeah. good. I'm happy to hear that. And speaking of coming down, I am happy to say that I've got my Gallifrey One flight sorted out. Yes, <clears throat> I will Excellent. actually be down there on Thursday evening. Thursday. Uh, so did we get hotels for Thursday? We did, didn't we? Yes. Okay, I was just gonna say like if we didn't, you can just stay here. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but apparently that's not uh, that's not going to be needed. So now I'm pretty sure because Thursday is when like all the pre-show stuff starts up. Yes, ah, excellent, excellent. Um, so. yeah. What else is got? I feel like we have. It feels like more than two weeks, but I think Doesn't that's it? because two more two two weeks of things have happened in uh, each week for me at least. Yeah, I get it. So, you know, just a long, 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 long weekend or weeks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so shall we get into the Who News before we talk about Hyde? Yeah, Cause, definitely. Uh, it's, a, it's a doozy to start off. Well, for sure. And we had uh, mentioned it as a uh, possibility uh, last time we recorded because naturally we record and Gallifrey One drops news. Yeah. This time we knew it was coming. Um, not only that, but it was such a big deal that like Doctor Who news outlets covered this story. Yeah, I love um, it. And so headlining, headlining Gallifrey One 2020, it's going to be Mr. Nine himself, Christopher Eccleston. Um, I read this announcement at work and I threw my hands up in the air and I said, holy word after that. Uh, <laughs> I was very excited and man uh this is this is great this is so yeah. cool and i love that they were um this was who they were trying to get last year mm -hmm. because if i mean i i will you know what it i worth the wait for sure oh absolutely um this is has to be the biggest get they've ever they've ever gotten i think maybe unless they've had they've had tom baker before but uh, yeah in but modern i'd say in modern yeah <clears throat> Yeah. Um, um, and from what I've 
heard of his appearances at say like New York Comic Con last week and stuff um, is that a lot of him becoming more okay with talking about his time on Doctor Who and and going to conventions is the response and the love um, and the just embracement because I'm making that a word now from the fans um, and. All I can say is he ain't seen nothing yet. Oh no, this is um this is gonna be great. I'm very yeah. excited for him to come to. Is this his first straight up Doctor Who convention? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm trying to look and see <clears throat> in this uh in this press release here, but I don't see it doesn't say like um first Doctor Who convention, but if, I, if it, anything, it might be his first North American Doctor Who specific I mean, convention. It, I'm not 100% sure about the UK. Right. It has to be, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. are uh, over the moon about this. Um, I am, I'm just very, very excited to hear him talk about his time and how he feels Definitely. about it now. This is just yep. great. And honestly, I mean, also, I know this is pretty funny i hope somebody asks him about uh his time on heroes honestly well yeah <laughs> i really I mean... hope somebody does because <laughs> i remember that that was my the first time i ever saw christopher eccleson oh my first time was uh the film 28 days later oh never mind that was my first time seeing him <laughs> i forget he was in that yeah so he I mean, was he's I mean, mean they general. they need to block off two hours for him each day, right? Uh, right. <laughs> At I least. mean, I'm I'm just gonna call it now. I mean, this is gonna be, you know, uh, uh, hall A. This is gonna be uh, or program A, I should say. Sorry, and it is going to be packed, and it is going to be standing ovation at the end. I'm I'm just predicting that right both now. times as well. Yes. Um, and they say to only pick one, so everybody can. Yeah. And I, I sincerely hope somebody people do that, but I, I don't. I'm not holding my breath for that. I look. I mean, I will definitely do one. Yes. I know. I know to respect that. Um, I'm definitely considering a uh, photo op. I'll tell you that though. Oh, I yeah. I have been. I've been deeply considering it as well, but I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. And and yeah, that is racing toward us at this point oh yeah I mean, we are in the last part of the year here and yep. before we know it it will be february but yes. before we even get to that this next story i'm i'm actually very excited for because um somebody that i i think both of us follow on instagram had a part in this um so on october 9th 54 years to the day after it was first screened in the uk a um a long lost episode of doctor who is going to be sort of re-released because it's not been animated it, it sadly hasn't been found it literally was recreated oh um so mission to the unknown was part of the 12 part um uh story of the dalek master plan it was kind of like um like a prequel uh to it and so the uh students and graduates and staff at the university of central lancashire um got together um and recreated the episode and i watched the trailer and this i mean like they nailed the look of like really really old doctor who oh that's great the black and white looks accurate. The fonts, you know, that they used at that time, all perfectly accurate. Mm -hmm. um, it was really impressive. Now, um, like I was saying, there's a, a guy on Instagram. I think he goes by James and his monsters, all with underscores between the spaces. And he does a lot of um, molds and castings and, and, and uh, just some amazing um, work to uh, create and recreate a lot of these masks um, and monsters and stuff from classic Doctor Who. Um, and so I remember him sharing just a couple of stills from uh, being a part of this. And so I'm I, personally, I'm really excited because they, they even got Nick Briggs on board. I saw um, that. They they got <clears throat> they got Peter Purves, uh, who played Stephen. 
uh, <laughs> to uh, come back and play a part. And the guy who originally played like the main character in the story, um, uh, you know, they, they all were like visiting the set and lending their support to, to this production. Um, this clearly is the real big labor of love for these yes. people. So um, it is actually going to drop on the official um, BBC Doctor Who YouTube. I saw channel. that. Yeah, that's very, um, and that's cool. going to be at five fifty British Standard Time on Wednesday. So it'll probably be like mid morning our time. Very cool. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Again, links to everything in the show notes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this turns out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, amongst other interesting things coming out, right? We always talk about children in need. Yeah, uh, they usually have a little a little Doctor Who nugget for us when that airs. Well, they're releasing an album of song covers, and not only is there one Doctor on it, there's two. We get a song <laughs> from Jodie Whittaker, and we get a song from David Tennant. Oh my goodness! And and I have I have listened to Jodie Whittaker's cover of Coldplay's Yellow, and it's beautiful. Oh my goodness, she does Yellow. That's great. What is um. What does Tenet do? Tenet is singing, and I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head right now, so I'm going to have to go. Well, the whole album, you can pre you can pre-order it from the Children's in Need uh, website here, and um, yes, I am looking oh, at it. Tenet is covering Suns- Sunshine on Leith by the Proclaimers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. We got a Scotsman doing the proclaimers i probably shouldn't be surprised <laughs> no i don't i don't think <clears throat> so this is very um, interesting helma bottom carter's on it as well yeah there's a lot of a lot of big Sean names on Dooley, it Julie. Cool. oh my goodness olivia coleman great mm-hmm. she does a porter's head going wow Ooh, that's cool that really, really that's good. very cool that's fun I like that. And I, I think I think it's worth noting, since we're talking about Miss Jode, um, it was exactly a year ago today yes. that the Whitaker era started. I yes. think it's, we should take a moment to recognize how awesome that is. Yeah, I went through my uh, time hop today, and I was mm-hmm. looking through all my tweets, and um, yeah, really, uh, really fun time, really exciting time. I just, uh, man, let's, let's, uh, I want to see more. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, let's uh, I'm so ready for give it. us that announcement. I honestly think it if they if early 2020 means early 2020, I would not be surprised if there is an episode that airs live while Gallifrey is going on. Yeah, and, and that... I be, I feel like that would screw up everything for them. <laughs> I I imagine that Sean Lyon and the folks who put on Gallifrey One are are sitting there trying to work some contact of theirs. Going, have you guys decided oh, when yeah. it's airing? Because we need to work our programming yeah. around this. Ugh. It's like put up a TV in every in every program just so everybody can be seated and watch it together. And then everyone who else won't be will probably all be back in their rooms watching it. Yeah. Oh goodness! Yes. Can you could you imagine getting it on like the TVs in the lobby, and then just LobbyCon being packed with people oh literally goodness. watching a brand new episode? That would be fun. And that prop- would be bonkers. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh my goodness! Holy moly! All right, I need to I need to fan myself and take a moment and get the vapors here. Huh, what, John? Do you remember when um the whole uh, Who Against Guns? Yes, I do. Yes, I do remember. Thing that. came out and it was make a donation, and everybody was getting together to do um, uh, uh, commentaries and stuff for the war games. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, that team is back, and they are doing something brand new. They've they've just announced it in the past day or two. It's now Who for Schools, oh. um, and so they are helping to um, raise money for. Um, uh, groups that will uh, help schools, help teachers, uh, uh, stuff like the Malala Fund, the I Have a Dream Foundation, Donors Choose, which I know is a big one that teachers use here in the U.S. Um, they've even got ones, uh, links to uh, groups in Canada, in the U.K., um, wherever you are. So between now and October 31st, if you make a donation of $10 or more to one of these organizations, um, you will get 
a series of commentaries from this group for uh, every story in season 26 of Classic Who. Oh, wow. So the final season of Classic Who, the McCoy years, um, that's Battlefield, Ghostlight, Curse of Fenric, one of my favorites, and Survival. And so you will get that as downloadable mp3s that you can uh play while watching these episodes that's very cool yeah hey, that's worth it yeah oh it's more than worth it yeah, definitely yeah. and i i absolutely plan to be <clears throat> making a donation myself i mean i wish i could just be like hey guys my wife's a teacher <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're always funneling money into her classroom yes you know but uh, you know ten dollars it, it's it's so easy to give i mean it's it's two coffees yes um to to help uh, schools to help education, you know, something we definitely need more of in this world. Yes. Um, and again, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. You can go there, read about it, <clears throat> pick a charity and donate, and then email the appropriate folks to be like, hey, I made my donation. Um, let me get some of that sweet, sweet season 26 commentary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I'm glad they're continuing to do. Uh, this kind of thing I'd, I'd love to i'm sure that every year they will find something new to uh, uh to support which i think is excellent yeah absolutely absolutely all right okay are we are we ready i think as ready as i'm gonna be yep i believe so uh this week we watched hide starring matt smith as the doctor jenna coleman as clara uh doug ray scott which is an amazing name uh as right. alec palmer uh, Jessica Rain as Emma Grayling and Aiden Cook as <laughs> the Crooked Man. Cook, mm -hmm. Cook playing the crook. All right. Uh, written by Neil Cross and directed by Jamie Payne. It first aired on 420, uh -oh, 2013, and it is the ninth story of season 10. And we're just about there, but let's get into these story notes, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Now, just remember this was season seven, not ten. What did I season say? Season ten was Capaldi. You said ten. Oh. Oh, you know what happened? Uh, I think my episode was labeled um, the tenth story. So I think oh, my, really? my yeah, I don't know why my brain is. They probably they probably did one of those things. Where they labeled the Christmas episode as episode one. Oh yeah, I think so that threw them all off. I bet you. Yeah, the ninth story of season seven. There yeah, we go. Or 7B is. Oh, yes. 7B. I do remember that. It's all 7. 7A, 7B. What are these apartment numbers? Well, it's, you know, it's because they split the season up in two. No, they had I that remember. big gap. Yeah. I remember. I don't ever do that again. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this this is when they started just. They they were weaning us towards well not weaning us towards they were leaning us into hey here's a big gap by the way we're not gonna have it for a year soon yeah uh, yeah lame lame <sighs> I know but we're almost there right yeah I, I hope so I hope so too well anyway scriptwriter Neil Cross confirmed that the episode had been inspired by Nigel Neal's acclaimed 1972 TV play. TV movie to those of us here in the States, The Stone Tape, uh, which is also about a scientific investigation of a haunted house with a psychic as a member of the team. Um, and for what it's worth, the Stone Tape theory is a real thing about how um, uh, stone and buildings and stuff can kind of hold the memory or the energy of, a, uh, of an event. But oh. that's also me being the paranormal geek over here. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I've actually never heard the st the stone tape theory. I've never heard that. Oh, really? That's very yeah, interesting. Definitely look it look it up. It's um it's very interesting when people talk about um a residual haunting rather right. than an intelligent haunting, where something just kind of plays over and over again, and you can't really like interact with it. Right. That that's kind of stone tape. Huh. Um, where and obviously stones and crystals they all have piezoelectric uh, energy and stuff uh to them so that kind of stuff can kind of it's believed at least that it can kind of hold on to that energy and when conditions are right basically get the tape to play so to speak very cool i really like yeah. that yeah um hide was actually the first episode filmed by jenna coleman as a series regular but screened as the fourth episode in series seven interesting i do have some notes yeah. on that no oh, do you i okay. do i do 
Um, so this episode is also claimed to be the superior of the two Neil Cross penned scripts for Series 7, as his previous script, The Rings of Akaten, received mostly negative reactions from the fan base. Now, while I was watching this episode, I actually forgot <laughs> what this episode... Oh, really? People didn't mm-hmm. like this episode? I, I, I think there were aspects of it. I mean, this had one of the best speeches in, in I think, in Matt Smith's run, if not um, uh, Modern Who. It does have a great speech in it. That's absolutely true. But is that it, um, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like something with the singing was kind of putting people off. Oh. But that's that's me going on an old memory. Yeah, I guess. I mean, fair. Fair point, fans. Yep. Um well, the Doctor uses a blue crystal from Metabulus 3, which is how I pronounce it at least, in order to amplify Emma's powers, um, though he pronounced it very differently than he did during his third on incarnation, <clears throat> right? So so Matt Smith yes. pronounced it uh, Metabulus, I think, and 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 uh, John Pertwee is Metabulus, which is more how I like to pronounce it myself. Um, interesting enough, uh, uh, Metabulus 3 pops up in a number of stories. Um, one of them being um, Planet of the Spiders, which I now have the Terrence Dix uh, penned Target book as the uh, uh, the books that your friend... Oh, that Elle um, sent. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, they arrived this past week. Great. So I have I have three Terrence Dix Target novels, um, Inferno being one of them. Oh, nice. my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, and then five uh, ninth and tenth Doctor novels. Wonderful. That I've 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 never read any of the modern Who novelizations. So this this will be an all new. Interesting. Thing for me. Yeah. Again, thank you, Al. Yes, thank you. Well, there's only one thing left to do before we uh, hop on in here into a pocket dimension, and that is to hear a uh, world famous synopsis. So take it away. Indeed, indeed. The Doctor and Clara land in November of 1974. And instead of grabbing a copy of the target novelization of Dr. Hooney Bonnell's Snowman that came out just a few days before this episode takes place, they join in on what seems to simply be a ghost hunt at the home of Alec Palmer. They soon determine that the ghostly activity isn't just a spirit that hasn't crossed over, and we soon find out the doctor has his own reasons for visiting this point in history. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um... So we're going to hit it, the structure and the story here, and I think we both agree uh, the cold open needs to make a comeback. Yeah, man, I miss, I miss having a cold open. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I love the cold open. I think it's just a cool little storytelling device, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like we got it for pretty much all of Modern Who. Uh, yeah, except with, I for... think, very rare exceptions yeah very very rare exceptions but um yeah let's bring it back huh i like it i think i feel like it gives the uh the theme song a bit more uh bang for its buck honestly yeah and speaking of the theme song i don't remember the credits being this kind of trippy look at oh i didn't either i was like there's so much color what's happening there's a ton of color Um, i'm like this is like I don't know. I feel like I could put a Tame Impala track behind it instead and just be like, all right, man. Um, I mean, w- speaking of this open, I this this opening theme is uh, I love it. I love the uh, how it starts out before the actual theme kicks in. Yep. I just love, love this incarnation of the song. Also, I mean, this is my doctor. So, yeah, I'm just like every everything's great. Wow. um yeah and i mean speaking of uh my doctor when was the last time we did a matt smith episode i can't even remember it's been a while yeah it feels like we uh have been neglecting uh 11 here but that's fine we got other work to do and he'll always be there oh yeah um we'll come back and visit yes i actually don't i don't have a lot of story instruction notes i just have these are mainly miscellaneous notes i thought the story was uh was pretty solid we get the good twist um and it was it was definitely scary and i'm in a house by myself and i'm not happy about it <laughs> i get it so this is also probably not the time to be like dude you know what you need to watch tonight you can watch that hellier thing that i keep no you know why i uh, i was actually like you know what i should watch and then i read like you know this is what it's about and i went oh cool yeah um i will watch this in the 
the uh, the light of day. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know when, but the light of day. That's that's all I got. I'm I'm glad I'm at least getting you closer to watching it because I, I do feel a little guilty for constantly being like, dude, you got to check it out. You got to check it out. You got to check it oh, out. Oh, it's fine. Um, if it's any consolation, there are no jump scares, and it, it literally is a documentary. I promise. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I mean, that does help a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you don't feel like watching it when you're by yourself in the house, I don't blame you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're, but but you're right. In terms of the story, it it is it's it's a good. That's why I wanted to do it in October. I saw this opportunity. And I'm like, you know, this is a perfect time to do it. This is the perfect season for the story. Oh, absolutely. Um, and 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 it is. It is. It is spooky, and it does that great job of leading you into like, oh, there's a ghost. Oh, look, there is the ghost. Oh, it's not a ghost. Yes. You know, and, and there's this whole science fictiony kind of answer for it, which still is perfectly plausible. Yeah. You know, there's nothing even in, in our day-to-day life that says, oh, hey, that ghost, maybe it's not a ghost. Maybe that literally is the past kind of bumping up against the present. Who knows? Yeah, in a much, in a much faster uh, pocket universe. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um. I mean, I'm trying to think of like any other structure or story notes I have because they are mostly just uh, miscellaneous notes. In fact, I'm kind of sick of looking at them. I might just dump them in there. Um, <laughs> I do. I do love in terms of of storytelling the the um like the montage where they jump through time yes oh good stuff love um, that. they stay in the same spot and they just jump through time um and and especially clara's reaction yes um that really actually is was a lot more impactful than i remember it being yeah i didn't uh i mean the we're all ghosts to you uh speech um is i mean this is a huge part of the story and one of my notes is oh we're only like four episodes in the clara's run but i mean technically this is the first episode she filmed yeah um so it does feel very new it feels very fresh um and i know a lot of people prefer maybe 12 and clara but i i really like the banter they have back and forth they have got great banter in this episode it is it is just so good um and i don't know they just play off each other so well and i just really enjoyed the i guess somewhat short time we got with them um Mm -hmm. i feel like it was a decent amount of time um it it, it was and i i i did have more than one moment where i kind of went ah i miss 11 and clara yeah i really like them together um the i mean there's a couple of different scenes the uh the umbrella scene where she brings the rainy umbrella into the tardis oh yes um i mean just the entire just her entire plot line with the tardis was was great and i love when she says sorry like whispers sorry to the tardis um mm-hmm. there's just a lot of a lot of good stuff going on here and i for you know i also forget that this season is Clara is a mystery. Ooh. Yes. Um, which I mean sucks, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I'm kinda indifferent to it. Um, mainly because I like their banter so much, so I'm just kind of I'll I'll just hand wave some other stuff away, but Right. Um yeah, there you go. So you got anything else like I mean, oh, this isn't a ghost story, it's a love story. I did love that. I thought that was fun. Yes. Um I mean, we'll get to we'll get to that a little later, I think. But um, we talked about uh, the opening theme a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, you know, the, I really love it. But just the um, the use of music, or you know, just holding on a note to make it more dramatic, is mm, uh, yes. some good stuff that happens throughout this entire uh, this entire episode. Murray Gold laying it down as always yeah i i feel i feel like they used his music judiciously yes absolutely in this story it's not as heavy as it is in some episodes and i think in some instances they just rely more on spooky sounds yes than like swelling orchestras yeah absolutely i feel like there's some uh some of that screechy violin sound oh yeah and some there's a lot of just like very um 
well-placed, scary sound effects going on via via the the score. So um, love that. Absolutely love it. And I mean, besides that, directing, I don't have a lot of, uh, and by I don't have a lot of notes, I have no notes for directing, which means I didn't see anything I hated, and I didn't see anything that I, I guess I overall loved. I mean, I guess one thing that I thoroughly enjoyed, which I guess would be a part of directing, but I had it in the visual, was um, when it's at the, is it in the cold open? When he is, uh, when Alec is taking all the pictures as the ghost is coming at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I thought that was a very good use of the flash and the picture. I thought that was great stuff. Um, yeah. Di- directing, I mean, also uh, the way... I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at my visual notes, and they're mostly directing notes now. So, okay. All right, John, get it together. Um, <laughs> the lighting in some of the rooms was just great and creepy. A lot of, uh, like, blue tones and stuff like that. Yeah, dark and shadows can always be used to your advantage in a story like this. Absolutely. Um, uh, and I and I think directing wise, I mean, at least in terms of, and again, this is kind of fits into the visual thing as well. Um, we've got lots of tans and beige, a lot of muted colors. Yes. There's yes. not a lot of bright popping color so if any does appear it's really going to jump out i mean this is this is the 70s you know and and kind of those muted tans and beiges and oranges were were kind of the thing and yeah the 70s weren't the best for fashion but man they did a pretty bang on job uh, with the outfits and stuff and 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 just the look of the whole house and and um i absolutely love just all the old equipment yes i did i oh my goodness that was so fun too. I really loved that a lot. Great stuff there. Um, <laughs> costume design. I this is for me my favorite uh, eleven outfit. I freaking love it. Um, the just the the burgundy purple long coat is <laughs> my jam. I absolutely love that. I wish um, when that one site that sells like replica replica items of doctor who when it was going out of business i wish they had um something i could have custom fit so i could have gotten that um because i absolutely love this look it's great yeah i i I think at some point in the future there there really needs to be an 11 cosplay because we know lauren can pull off clara yes oh we do we do know that for sure and she actually um i mean i don't know if this is a spoiler or not she's working on a 12 for um for for gallifrey she oh really she has the capaldi jacket i'll send a picture of it to you she's gonna get it she's gonna get it fitted so that should be that should be fun um yes but yeah i you know i never i never actually thought about that with with her huh all right Per- per- perfect couple. Uh, there we Thank go. Perfect couple's cosplay. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, the crooked man. All I my only note is he's so gross. That is my. He, a ro- he's definitely creepy. What a Romeo, as 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 uh, Eleven <laughs> called him. The, I did not know right? that. Um, this this um this character had a name. Um. And the Crooked Man, I'm actually looking at the Crooked Man. There's apparently a mm-hmm. movie called The Crooked Man. And, well, I mean, there there goes me getting any chance of any sleep. Um, that's great. You didn't just Google image search that, did you? I mean, I was trying to look for the Crooked Man Doctor Who, and it's it's still giving me this creepy guy. Yeah, you, you probably should have just oh, gone with TARDIS with you. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, I'm looking at the Crooked Man. He kind of looks like... Um, I don't even know what to what to make of this this person thing. Um, it just looks like a big twisted. Oh, oh, where did uh, apparently there's a full a full model of the crooked man that somebody apparently made. And um, oh, this is from you know this is from uh, the the Doctor Who experience. Oh, okay. Interesting. It almost looks like his head is completely turned around. This is disgusting. Um, yeah, definitely go Google search this guy. He is very frightening looking. 
but uh, he just, you know, he just wanted the love. So what you're saying is they would be a choice Halloween costume. I mean, if you could pull it off, sure. <laughs> I could. Goodness. Yeah, just go go Google search, but make sure you put Doctor Who in there so you don't get this creepy guy wearing a, a hat. Ugh. Oh, that man. Yeah, he's the crooked man, apparently. Yep. Um, I also, the only other <laughs> costume note I have is the headpiece they're using to get to the pocket universe looked pretty cool. Mm. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. There, there was something kind of almost um, like, I don't know, it makes me think of like something you'd see someone wear in a 1930s musical. <laughs> yes. If absolutely. that makes any sense at all. Or it almost looks like something Charles Xavier would wear. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Emma Grayling, the original X-Men. <laughs> <clears throat> a pa- yeah. I mean, why not? Basically. Sure. Um, you got anything else for costume designs? I mean, I was really just kind of frightened this entire time so i wasn't really uh taking notes on costumes no no i don't i've got lots of other stuff for visual effects and sound yes. effects and set design but well no, i think my we costume sh- is they they got the 70s pretty right on yes and i think we should get head right into the visual and all that other stuff um all of these ghostly photos they had to doctor up looked great i really enjoyed yeah. seeing all of them all the different looks that they had um yeah, just great stuff across the board there. That huge literal board he had of all the photos. Um mm-hmm. very, very cool, very frightening. Great, great set piece. Definitely. I mean, any any time that you have got um, you know, something spooky, some sort of mystery going on, you need a board and ideally you need thread connecting different things. <laughs> yes. It's it's like a given. Absolutely. Uh you yes, you um, do need that all the time. Yeah. I, I loved little details like when when the I'm just gonna say ghost was starting to manifest and 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 you got like the temperature drop right and you we get little details like this totally analog thermometer with the mercury in it just starting to drop yes a little bit we're so used to like watching um, uh, uh, ghost hunting shows and they it's all digital everything's digital but of course it's 1974. You yeah, know, there there's very little digital at this point. So that yeah. was a nice little touch. Absolutely. <clears throat> very cool. Uh the floating black spot is what I called it and I guess this was the start of the opening to the pocket dimension, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that looked really really cool. I also um it the when it b- shattered, I thought that was a cool effect. Totally. Um really enjoyed that and then the help me on the wall in like a cold breath, I mm. assume. Yeah. Uh it was very cool as well. I, I really dug that. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the the pocket universe, when when uh the doctor runs up to the edge of the pocket oh, universe, yes. that, that kind of effect there of it kind of crumbling away. Yeah. He was basically I love that. That was a nice little touch. He was basically on on Spooky Tree Island. Pretty much. It's I was waiting for the voiceover to come and there is an island in the North Atlantic. <laughs> and I was waiting for the curse of Oak Island. I was literally waiting for the Lagina brothers to come out and start digging a hole. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> if, if only, I mean, it did right. look like that. It almost looked like something you'd see on like, what's the Bigfoot, big, Bigfoot hunters. Oh, finding Bigfoot. Yeah. It kind of just looked like a, a wooded area like that. Yeah, it totally does. I mean, it's, it's a very, very Pacific Northwesty looking. Yeah kind of forest there I, we're just we're hitting we're hitting all we're hitting the ghosts we're hitting the bigfoots we're hitting the aliens we're hitting the cape goblins we're hitting I, everything this is, i'm stoked this is almost us doing that paranormal podcast we've talked about doing <laughs> we'll see my friend we'll see um we will yes I where we'll find the time i don't i don't know either huh boy <laughs> um so sounds um a lot of just creepy sounds going on and for me all of the creaky floorboards and just creakiness of the house really just yeah. brought it home for me. Um, and the banging noise, which uh, <laughs> is actually very funny reveal when the doctor finds out what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that noise was. Lovely. I, th- I thought that was very, very funny moment in the middle of a, a bunch of panic. Um and I mean, the only other the, the echoing laugh in the forest, which also is like kind of strange. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because like it, the 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 end game for um, the crooked man is to get back to his uh, his crooked mate. So why is he trying to like scare him? Maybe it's just like a, a defense mechanism. Maybe I mean it, it. It could just be one of those things where you know you're you're kind of stuck in a spot and you're there's like a disorientation mm-hmm. uh, thing that's going on. Um, so you don't know if these these creatures that have sh- just showed up are good or bad or just what. So I mean, yeah, I mean you know defensive mechanism. Yeah, um, I can totally see that. Um, but it, you're right in 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 a sense, it doesn't quite fit with that character's goals yeah absolutely not um but um, still but otherwise <laughs> i think you're right i think spooky sound design has to be subtle oh yeah absolutely and it, it definitely was throughout this um mm-hmm. uh, you know what i mean this this i didn't really mention i think the use of lightning was kind of cool too they didn't overdo it but it was there yeah um that's uh, that's actually a very good point along with the rain i don't think they overdid the rain either um but we will we'll we'll get to that in the set design Cal Caliburn House. Yeah. Um a a lived in old looking house creepy loved it. Um Absolutely. I think we touched on it a little bit. It looked like they had been there for a while even though the house mm-hmm. had been there for more than a while. Um and yeah, I just really enjoyed um every room we went into, every hallway looked really cool. Um, there was the room where the doctor drew the circle on the floor. I wasn't yes. quite sure what to call that room, but it had—is um, it like a living room? Because it had a um, kind of yeah. It had a fireplace in it. Um, mm-hmm. I just couldn't really tell what what this room was going for. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure either. But we'll we'll run with that. Yeah, that room also had a really great creepy feel to it with the um, with the blue hue. Um, mm-hmm. just great, great stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the opening scene. You've you've got all this vintage tech, a bunch of real to real stuff. Um, they they really obviously this is like you were saying a much older house. It's lived in, so you've got you know people from the current time um, with their items from the current time, but you've got this much older backdrop for yeah. it all and i kind of love the just the, the small touches of all of that coming together I, and I, I i think it was the scene where um where emma's got the headpiece on and there are some clocks <clears throat> around her and one of them is this very very 70s white kind of um um like danish modern design yeah it's this kind of spherical 70s clock i mean you see them in antique stores now oh yeah um but that was just that again that was just one of those really nice touches of you know here is a a period piece because even though our episode is set you know 40 odd years ago 45 years ago now um it is still technically a period piece the period was the 70s and they bringing those elements in and i think they did a great job doing that absolutely that is that is 100 percent a fact um the rain outside oh i love the courtyard too mm-hmm. the courtyard was great um and then i mean we talked about um floating space forest um i just <laughs> yes. have four words fog blue trees scary that works i think that that works pretty well um really enjoyed that um also the panic um from the doctor um admitting that he is scared um yeah i mean that i guess that just dives right in the characters then yeah uh yeah i just want to add before we move on in terms of set design having an echo house in echo universe is very convenient set design Oh yes, that was. It's like we can just go back into the house and use these scenes. I mean, or these sets. I mean, hey, good job. Makes sense yeah. too. <laughs> no, it Excuse makes sense. Me. It works with the story, and you know, at the same time, you can see their reasoning for like using it. Just it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the doctor, I mean, as I said, Matt Smith is my doctor. I just love. Yeah everything he did with with the the character of the doctor um and i that also kind of just ties into clara um i mean she is she is quite new um 
she has Emma telling her not to trust the doctor because there is a, what did she say? A cold, an icy shard oh, in his heart or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a sliver of something, a yes. A sliver yes. of ice in his heart, yes. Um, so there's a lot of, like, Clara's trying to figure out the doctor and vice versa. Um, yeah. I mean, that's our main storyline for this entire thing. Um, but I love, I just, as I said, I love their their banter. I love um, the exhausted high five that is given at the end. Um, <laughs> yes. I thoroughly loved that. I also love that Clara doesn't like the jumpsuit and that he is destroyed that she doesn't like it. Yes. So Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I feel like a lot of the notes <clears throat> that I have for characters is is dialogue um like like as soon as they show up and and um you know the doctor and clara introducing themselves and and palmer goes doctor what and then he goes if you like yes so right so we get get a twist on the doctor who joke yes i absolutely love that i thought that was great um i think we can all learn a lesson from matt smith's doctor any any doctor really now that i think about it when in doubt act like you own the place yes absolutely 100 you know? percent i agree um and it's, it's go ahead i was gonna say I, I was just i was gonna say another thing that i liked about him when he gets scared but i i would like you to finish that thought because i feel like it the, oh mine was nothing. no i honestly i was i was gonna mention that i i kind of forgot just how physical yeah 11 is yes and i mean yeah that kind of goes into my note where he does the, right. the karate stance when he gets scared he is very physical running around mm-hmm. um just very talking with his hands uh just just great stuff just love it yeah it, it really is I, I love when he says that the tardis is like a cat slow to trust yes the tardis is like a cat i i did enjoy that very much um i don't what do you got for clara do you have anything for clara i honestly i mean i i miss clara during this era i i love that she's scared <clears throat> But she clearly needs a dare yes. in order to move forward. Yes. And I feel like this is some aspect of her personality or her character's personality that we we kind of see played out and evolved mm-hmm. well into the Capaldi era where um, she goes from being scared and needing that dare to moving forward to being more of no, I got this. I'm in charge. Yeah. Nothing scares me. Um, and then, well, how that ultimately plays out, but we won't relive that right now, shall we? No, we shall not. <laughs> I love the part where um, she and Eleven are both like off somewhere in the house and there's noises and stuff's freaking them out. And he goes, you don't need to hold my hand. And she goes, I'm not holding your hand. <laughs> I'm not holding your hand. Yes. And it's just like, Okay, then what's holding your hand? And then they run away. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Love it. Yeah. Um, possibly, though, possibly the most, what am I going to say? The best, like, nonsensical line of the episode when Eleven goes, how do sharks make babies? And she goes, carefully? Carefully. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. I don't care what anyone says. It's good stuff. Um, I don't have any notes for Alec uh, Palmer and uh, for Emma Emma Grayling. I mean, I, I have like Alec, he likes Emma, but science. Um, <laughs> and for Emma, the, the only note, I mean, she was great in the episode. For most of the, I went, why do I recognize her? And then I realized she was a huge part of um, an adventure in time and space. Yeah, yeah. She played Verity Lambert. Yeah. Um. I thought she did a great job with with uh, her character um, and Alec as the I don't I don't know I don't know what he was he was I guess a supportive sciency guy I mean yeah there was something there I I just don't know if it was completely f- flushed out I you know I because I think what you're getting at is is early in the episode there's this part where like I can't remember Alec and Emma are kind of like talking about lying and they're getting close it's like this really low-key flirting yes um and and but i think it does a really good job of driving home that clearly they have feelings for each other and they're just not expressing them 
Yeah, and I I almost feel like they are a somewhat mirror image of Clara and the Doctor, where in um, some ways, in yeah. some ways, yeah, like Alec is the you know he is the scientist trying to figure out what's going on with the paranormal, and Emma is mysterious. Um, yeah. and they don't, you know, she has these, these powers. So, I mean, I kind of see where they're getting at. Cause there was a lot of like, you know, Hey, what do you think? Like those scenes were kind of like, Hey, what do you think of when they were trying to get advice out of the doctor and, and, uh, and, and Clara, I thought it was just very strange. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just a little nitpicky thing for me. No, I get it. Um, I mean, for, for Alec, I mean. I like, and, it, and it's it's mentioned kind of quickly. They don't dwell on it for a long time. Is that he he's looking for ghosts because he's killed people during the war? <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that that's an interesting motivation. Yeah, it very much is. Um, a good man goes then, to war. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and then, of course, later in the episode, I'm like, oh, it's the power of love that keeps him going. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't know if we can use Power of Love because that belongs to some other time traveling oh, franchise, right? That's very right? true. That is very, <laughs> very true. Uh, for Emma, however, I, I, I find it funny that, you know, she's a psychic medium who can't see obvious feelings. Right. Yes. Um, very interesting. You know, and, and whether that's intentional or not. You know, it's like, okay, maybe maybe you're making a statement. It's like, yes, you're in touch with the spirit world, but are you in touch with your own feelings? Yeah, very true. Very, very true. Um, and I like the part where she's she's getting the, the crystal headset put on for the first time, and she goes, will it hurt? And the doctor goes, no, well, it, probably, and on and on and on. It's like, anytime <laughs> a doctor, you know, it just immediately second guesses. Yeah himself or herself and 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 proceeds to sound horribly awkward afterward i don't know that's one of my favorite parts of yeah, modern it's, who. it's great stuff <clears throat> uh, 12 with the the note cards that's still my yes. favorite that is my favorite note cards favorite definitely gag. um or anytime uh 10 would be like oh well it's just like this well it's more this well it's more <laughs> that. well it's a bit of both you know and i just yeah, just the way that the tenant does that well is so. It's great. It's so, even funnier so when he does quintessentially it. Quintessentially him. Yeah, it's even funnier when he does it in other stuff that is not Doctor Who. Like what? He does do it in other things. The well, not like to the extent, but he still does. Oh, it. oh, oh. Okay, okay. I was like, really? I'm like, should I go? Should I go watch some of the Ducktales that my kids are? Do we get Scrooge doing that? Because that would be really funny. <laughs> I think that might be one of the things I have. I have heard it in. A little bit. It wouldn't surprise me one. No, bit. not at all. Would not surprise me one bit. Uh, do you have any notes for um, Hilla for our our pocket universe trapped time traveler? I do not. I don't have a single note. I mean, she is a very big part of the story, as she is our quote unquote ghost for half the episode. Um, yes. I don't really have any notes for Hilla, but we pull her out of the pocket universe. Um, and then we just um, send her on a permanent vacation somewhere because she. Well, what? Well, well yes, yeah. there is that. And 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 admittedly, I have a note going. Like I feel like I should have more of a note for her, right? Because you're right; she does play a pretty big part in the story. I had completely forgotten about the whole. Like, oh yes, granddaughter. Yes, great, great, great granddaughter. I was like, oh, that's right. Yes, that's why there was such a huge psychic connection, um, because uh, bl- as the doctor put it, uh, blood calling to blood, which is probably the most metal line in Doctor Who history. <laughs> yes. Love it. Good oh my gosh. stuff. Blood calling to blood. We should get that in the Metallica font. Oh um, my God, and, John. And put it on a... <laughs> and on a put it on a ribbon. So throw that in there, and then also... I... Um, uh, we're going always is another good one. I really thought that was funny. Okay, hang on. I've got to do this right now because I have been agonizing lately because I suddenly uh, feel like I have like no ribbon ideas. B- blood calling to blood. I don't think anyone will get it until I tell them. But Possibly. I mean, I would like a black ribbon and blood red writing. I am... 
I'm down. Oh my gosh. I yeah, that, that would be good. Although silver would be more oh, contrast. True. But anyway, true, what true, was the true. other one? Um, we're going always. All right. Which I think is great. That one's fun too. All right. They are, they are on the list. Absolutely um, great. Because yes, I have been like, I, I am 110% uninspired for any ideas to hit me. So the fact that you're throwing out some ideas for Rubens, I'm, I'm all for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get amped up for that. Um, do you have any other miscellaneous notes before we move to the behind the couch scale? You know, I do, I do have one and I'm surprised we didn't hit this sooner in <clears throat> our discussion, but I love that little jab they give at the whole like assistant companion. Oh thing. yes. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode, I'm like, that was so just kind of like tongue in cheek kind of like let's poke fun at you know doctor who literally at this point in history because yes. it's 1974 um i just i had a laugh at that that yeah. was good that, that was, was very good oh goodness that's good stuff oh yeah and let us go to the behind the couch scale i feel like i know what you're gonna say and that's not because i've actually seen what you're gonna say i'm just I feel like I I know what you're going to say, but take it away either way. Well, there's no denying it. This is a scary episode. It is creepy. Um, It is ultimately a love story. Very true. Um, So I'm kind of torn. Um, The kids lately seem like they are more open to spooky stuff. Oh. Um, Parent especially, I don't think he's getting quite as afraid as he used to. Um, I'm also not a hundred percent sure they're quite ready for this uh, um so i'm giving it a maybe <clears throat> Ooh, all right i i think i mean i think if anything if i just kind of like lay out the general idea of the episode before like if i say look it's it's gonna seem like this yes but then they're gonna surprise you and really at the end of the day it's it's about people who love each other who are trying to get back to each other you know if i think i just set it up that way um i think they might be all right with it all right i think and just that's... not watch it like last thing before bed with that crooked man oh absolutely not no don't <laughs> don't you dare don't you dare do that um well all right i think we both we both thoroughly enjoyed uh reliving this episode yeah um it was a lot of fun to see 11 and clara and even the crooked man yes definitely um so next time we're going to be watching Black Orchid, starring Peter Davidson as the Doctor. It's also got Tegan, Nyssa, and Adric. And it was written by uh, Terrence Dudley and directed by Ron Jones. Um, quick little two-parter uh, from the Fifth Doctor here. I'm I'm excited. I, I, you told me it's a murder mystery-esque? Yeah. I'm fine There's kind it. of a murder mystery-esque uh, going on with it. This 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 was an episode that at least one if not two gallifreys ago i was actually going to suggest it as like the first episode we did after getting back from gallifrey and you know mike gave us some suggestions and we went off down that rabbit hole and kind of kept going and so now we're gonna swing back around and now we'll do it perfect sounds good to me Sounds good to me. What else sounds pretty good to me is uh, you can like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter uh, at the Podcastica. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Still one of my favorite name changes. Uh, it's thank the you. It just like you nailed it. Like, and I can't believe it was it wasn't taken straight up. Uh. I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Podcastica shirts. Buy the uh, to celebrate the one-year anniversary. The future of time and space is female. Buy it. Wear it proudly. Yeah. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash NOTLG and donate to us monetarily if you can. We appreciate everyone that is uh, helping us keep this train a moving. 
And uh, we also appreciate the Y-axis. They have been kind enough to uh, loan us their music, whether they remember or not. We have it written down, so that's a binding contract, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Twitter.com slash the Y-axis, Facebook.com slash the Y-axis, the Y-axis.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. So join us again in two weeks' time when we will be reviewing Black Orchid, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Let me sit up in my chair here. Go slouch. Because it's...